Welcome to the Iconic Womanhood Podcast, where we celebrate and learn from the wisdom of authentic, brilliant, conscious, and creative women from all around the world. This podcast will leave you inspired, empowered, and equipped to become truly iconic. And now, here is your host, Akena. She is a transformational coach and speaker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Iconic Womanhood Podcast. And today I have a treat for you. Actually, it's not just a treat for you. It's a treat for me because I get to connect with one of my soul sisters, mastermind attendants, just everything. And when, I, when you hear her talk, you're going to understand why I say it's a treat. I have none other than the Reverend Dr. Nichelle Goodry here with us today. I feel like we should do, oh, the crowd. <laughs> so let me tell you about her, though, so you understand um, why I'm excited to have her. She currently serves as the Dean of Chapel and the director of the Wisdom Center at Spelman College here in Atlanta. She has an MDiv from Yale Divinity School. She also has a PhD from the Garrett Evangelical Theological Seminary. She is the creator of She Preaches, which is a virtual community and professional development organization that aspires to uplift African-American millennial women in ministry through theological reflection, fellowship, and liturgical curation. She is also the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Modern Faith. So you're going to meet Nichelle and you know if you get to meet her in person she is this beautiful sweet kind of ball of femininity but she brings the fire. She brings <laughs> the fire. So without further ado Nichelle thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me Ekanam. So happy and honored to be <laughs> here with you. you I are- feel the same way to me and you have been since day one. I feel the same way. In fact, you know, so I'll tell you guys a little bit of um, history, the way Nichelle and I met. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever told you this. So I was on a panel speaking and she came up to me afterwards and she says, I need to work with you. I need to talk with you. And then we had this woman immediately (laughs) and then we had a conversation afterwards and then I looked at her bio Mm. and for a minute in my language in Igbo we say I was kujad which means I was a bit startled like wait a minute she's a dean she's a PhD and wait and I had just this flash moment that we all have uh, wait, am I the person to hold space for her? And immediately the Holy Spirit spoke to my soul and said, yes, you are, because you are prepared for this, not by any human validation, but by the way that I have raised you up and prepared you. And so, Nichelle, I just want to say thank you for coming into my life, coming into my work, and being humble enough to be, you know, because I, I this is the interesting thing. Now, I meet women like you every day, like yeah. extraordinary, accomplished women, but yeah. who are humble enough to consi- continue learning consistently. Yes. Right? Yeah. And now she teaches me as much, right? I'm constantly listening to the podcast and I'm blessed by it so richly. So if you guys aren't listening to the podcast, you need to pause this right now. 
and go over and subscribe immediately to Modern Faith. It is so, it is food for the soul, food for the soul. And that's why I said to her, we need to have your voice today. We need to have your voice in this season, in this time of, this. these are unprecedented times, right? So I wanted to invite you to come and minister to us and speak to us and, and share your wisdom and, and the word and your soul, just sister to sister. Sister to sister, I, I'm here for it. I'm yes. definitely here for it. <laughs> um, I'm grateful. I can thank you so much for making me feel like an iconic woman and for um giving me tools to be that iconic woman and to walk in that status mm. and um, stature. Really, it's about stature, not really about status. And so thank you for that. Um, you're right. We're, um, we're in unprecedented times. Um, but even as I think about the unprecedented nature and um, the never before seen nature of these times. I'm also mindful um, of this famous phrase in the book of Esther for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel very, and you and I were kind of leaning in this direction before we started our recording. I feel like one of the um, one of the implications, there, is, there are many implications of this season of COVID-19, coronavirus, the Rona, Miss Rona, all things. <laughs> um, there's a lot of implications of this experience that we're sharing on a global scale. Um, and the implications certainly cut across, um, you know, many different facets and areas of our lives. Um health and medicine and um, public health and um, spirituality and the practice of religion and faith, um, education, the economy. There's literally no area of our lives that's not being some, in some way intimately impacted by, right. by this. Um, relationships and, I mean, the list goes on. And for all of these things, I believe that for such a time as this, we've all been pre- prepared and we've been raised up. Mm. You know, why I feel like we don't have anything to be afraid of. Mm. Because through, and I don't, this, and your, your audience is, is, um, is probably manifold, but I know that your targeted audience are iconic Black women. Mm-hmm. Iconic women. And I know from my own experience of being in the Iconic Woman Mastermind that the women who God calls to your leadership are in so many different fields and so mm-hmm. many different professions. I mean, in, in our master, my mastermind group alone, there was a physician and a scientist and you know a, a lawyer, I think, and mm-hmm. I'm an educator. Mm-hmm. So you know, no matter to your listeners, no matter where you find yourself in the world, no matter where you find yourself professionally, no matter where you find yourself relationally, whatever place and whatever post you are in right now, it is for such a time as this 
that you post. Whatever work you've put in, whether it's been your education, whether it's been your, your labor, whether it's been your tears, whether it's been your prayers, whether it's been your sacrifices or whatever combination of these things that it might have been, it's all been in preparation for right now. If we go to the book of Esther, um, we see that um, Esther's people, right? The, the Israelites, the, the Hebrews, the Jews, right? Are coming under a systemic, um, the threat of genocide, right? Mm-hmm. And um, before we get to that point, the 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 writer the um the, the the person who redacted that story took some time to set the story up and when we get the setup of the story of the the threat of genocide and the intervention of queen esther what we see is that there was another woman in that post mm. it was queen vashti and queen vashti is an og right She was called before the king to come and flaunt herself and to come and demoralize herself and said, absolutely not. And because she made that brave decision, she was removed from her post. And Mm -hmm. I will always laud Queen Vashti as as a heroine, an unspoken heroine of the text. Because her witness gives us permission to never consent to our own dehumanization, to hmm. never to never agree to, um, to any form of disrespect as women, no matter what's at stake, no matter what power, position, post, or title you have to take away from me, I'm never going to say okay to my de- my own dehumanization. I'm mm-hmm, never going to consent to that. But when she said no. God raised up someone else to sit on that post, okay? And that was Esther. And we read about this process that Esther has to go through, basically like a beauty pageant, basically a a contest of the most beautiful in the land. Um, And she is selected to uh, become Queen Vashti's successor. And... What we see, at least through, I'm not a Bible scholar. Um, my PhD is in is in the, uh, liturgical theology, but I, I've, I've read, a, I've done a close reading of Esther because my dissertation had to do with rape culture in the church. Hmm. And um, what we see is that there may have been a chance that inside of this culture, the queen was not necessarily in that position to be powerful or influential, but to be beautiful. Right. To to be an accessory to uh, King Artemis. Image. An Mm -hmm. image. Right. But what both Vashti and later Esther do is they say, don't take me at face value. There's so much more to me than just what I look like. Right. Hmm. Um, Because Vashti bucks the system. And then so does Esther later. Right. But there's a moment um, where the threat of genocide goes out um, because Haman, um, who's an official in the court, has become insecure about how powerful the people are becoming. Um, and Esther sort of doubts 
her ability to be able to do anything for her people. She doubts her ability to be able to rise up. She's fearful that if I go to the king, what happened to Vashti may happen to me. But she has a conversation with her uncle and her uncle tells her, who knows? But for such a time as this, you went through everything that you went through. You performed like no one else performed. You were raised up for this very purpose. And then he said, and don't think that if this edict is actually enacted, that it won't also affect you, that you won't mm-hmm. also, right, be killed. That's and, right. And maybe, and maybe that, uh, maybe the fact that it hit close to home was what made her rise up. And I do want to say here parenthetically that no matter where you are in the world, because I know you have a global audience, it's close to home. That's right. (laughs) That's right. It's close to home. And it might not be close to home in your neck of the woods like it was in China or it is in Italy or Spain or even now the United States, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's close to home. And for such a time as this, God Mm. is each of us in the position that we are in to rise up. And so Mm. what does that mean? It means, well, in the case of Esther, let me just continue this little exegesis, then we can apply. Um, and all of this is at this the, the women of the spirit. Like, I, I don't have anything. I, listen, I have chills right now. Let me tell you. I'm like, I thought this was just a podcast recording, but I came to hear a word. Lord, go ahead. Preach, Reverend, preach. Yeah, girl, be up in here. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so what she does is before she goes to the king, she calls her people together to fast. She says, we all need to go before God right now. Mm-hmm. And, and I might be in the position to go before the king, but you are all in a position to go before the Lord, Ooh. right? And so I need everyone to be on the post of prayer. And so what, what Esther models is not just going before seats of power, because I think that some of us have access to seats of power to go and politic and lobby and do all of that. And certainly we all can pick up our phone and in the States, we can call our senators, we can call our governors, we can tweet, we can write, we can do whatever, whatever's on our heart to do. And trust me, I've done all of the above because it really is a question of what are you in a position to do? Mm. And if you're in that position, trust and believe that it's for such a time as this. Let me just sit back and take that in. Yes. Michelle, we didn't know that this was going to be what the Holy Spirit wanted to do here. Mm. And you no, brought the did. fire. You brought the fire. And... I'm just thinking about who's listening to this and being awakened mm-hmm. and being empowered yeah. for this such a time as this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, wherever we are. And you, I've just, there's so many nuggets in everything you said, you know, if I could just share like the, the big pops for me. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I know that a lot of people are probably dealing with right now are layoffs and being removed from position. Yeah. 
and being fearful about that. But, you know, when you started out the, the breakdown of the story of Esther and realizing how Vashti or is the he was an he as a hero. Yes. And it just struck me for all the people that feel as if they're losing something. And I know you're losing something, but you are also instrumental in God's plan. That is a move. Strategic mm-hmm. move in the hands of the ultimate chess player. And you are not going to be left out in the cold. You are being moved away or move somewhere you know there's there's a plan in place and you don't have to be afraid of that and you know I just feel so awakened and and those people that are feeling like Esther right now that are being moved and called to the forefront and called because I talk to women like this every day right Mm -hmm. that part of you feels like well I I can't Mm -hmm. who am I who am I Mm-hmm. I might have the name moniker of queen, but mm-hmm. like you said, it's an empty kind of title that is devoid of power. So I've not been used to operating in power. I've been mm-hmm. used to seeing myself just on one level, just as a woman or just as a pretty, whatever it is. I just have not seen that level of power. I don't know that I have access to it. And more than that, I don't even know that I have a responsibility Ooh. to actually use it so when I tell you spoke to my soul and I know that you spoke to so many women here and they felt the move of the spirit they felt the move of the spirit so I didn't mean to truncate the process I just was like brimming you know and and you know me uh, Nichelle but just in case you've forgotten I come from a Pentecostal background So, you know, I'm going to be like, hey, yes, Lord. Uh-huh. And I come from a Nigerian Pentecostal background, too. So let me tell you. Dancing. Don't panic. Okay. <laughs> I might run around the church right now. Run around, okay. girl. Let it, let yes, it yes, But yes, I do yes. want to offer this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that I, I gleaned from working with you, that there is, there is a, a difference between power and influence, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a difference with, between power and influence. And um, one of the things that each and every one of us can do, while Esther might have been able to go to the king, right, to have access to power, mm-hmm. something that she also did um, was she exercised her influence, right, mm-hmm. by, by sending out a message to the people who followed her. Mm-hmm. Um, all the people who subscribed to her leadership as queen, all the people who were her kindred, her community, mm-hmm. those who were facing threat right along with her mm-hmm. and said, we all need to be in prayer. And so there were multiple directions that she exerted her witness. Yes, It was to power to in the seats of power and in, in the hierarchical system, but it was mm-hmm. also outward. And yes. also beneath, and also beneath her, not not yes. in a condescending way, but she's the queen. Yeah. People mm-hmm. were her subjects, yes. you know. Yes, yes. And she, so all of us have to be able to say, in addition to whatever seat of power I either sit in or I have access to, where do I have influence? Mm. Mm. Yes. Where, where do I have influence? Who can I tell to wash your hands? Don't touch your face. Stay in your house. Who can I reify these messages to in this time? Yes. Because for such a time as this, right? 
somebody might not listen to the CDC. Someone may not listen to their whoever is sending out official messaging, but they might listen to you. That's right. That is so true. They might listen to you because of who you are, the stature, the place you hold in their life. And so whatever influence you have, as we're living through this experience globally and, and locally, you know, we need to be able to not be afraid to say, you know what, like these precautions are being taken for our good. And in some places it's more reactive than proactive, but where, however it it falls, however it shakes out, now is the time for each of us to, to invite the people we have influence with Mm. to help us get through this experience (laughs) and flatten this curve. And also, you know, we all have our own ways. Like if you, are you, are you an attorney? Do you know how, how can you help people figure out um, how this is going to influence their, the the way they move in the world? And are you a physician? Can you do a, a post about how long to wash your hands? I mean, my, I think about my role as a faith leader. You know, I have I have three episodes on surviving Corona coming up out of modern faith yeah. because I recognize that I might not have the skill set and the knowledge set set that my next sister does, yeah. and so I'm not going to look to her. I'm not going to compare what my, what I have to what she has. I'm not gonna not gonna allow her greatness and her shine and her unique. Uh, abilities and, and, and skills right now to cause me to think less of mine. I'm going to make yeah. my unique contribution. I'm going to yeah. make my, I'm going to lead in my unique way because for such a time as this, she's been raised up, but so have I. That's right. That's right. 100%. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So important to call out. And when you talk about Esther, you know, I've read the story of Esther so many times. She's one of my icons. Yeah. But when you were speaking now, I had a revelation that I'd never had before. Mm. And it was very powerful when you talked about the difference between power and influence and how Esther harnessed all of it, right? Speaking to her subjects. And when you said the word beneath, I just had such a clear understanding that there was another power, Esther, that what, one of the things that made Esther really powerful and, and necessary and something we can learn from her was her humility. She did not assume that because she was a queen, she did not ask, she did not need to ask for help from the people that she, that were subject to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She asked them to pray with her. That was a very powerful, vulnerable move. Absolutely. And if there's one thing this virus is teaching us, mm-hmm. is that there is no... There's no uh, senior, there's no junior, there's no, all this classist stuff yep. is just in our heads. Because, it's yeah, because it's brought everyone low. Like, like it doesn't care, it crosses borders, it crosses race, it crosses socioeconomic status, it does not care. And we are only as strong as our weakest link. So if you are in an organization, in a team, and if one person isn't washing their hands and isn't doing what they need to, the whole team is at risk. So, yeah, so this connectedness and this, for her to have an understanding that I may be queen, but my identity, my humanity, I'm human. 
I'm connected. We're all part of this one experience. And she was able to harness something that, who's to say that if she had not prayed? Mm. Because you pointed out two very important things. You talked about Vashti bucking the system and Esther as well. But see, Esther is the story we tell. Yeah, yeah. We didn't hear about Vashti asking anyone to pray with her. And perhaps that might have been the defining thing. That might have been the the change. That might have been the power that Esther harnessed. You know, I I teach on her sometimes and and putting on her royal robes. But this thing you just said right here was a whole nother download about how Mm -hmm. we cannot ever get so arrogant in our purpose and in our mastery in our in our whatever it is we carry that we forget that we stand on the shoulders of many who have come before us and many who surround us and that is our strength absolutely i mean and we rely on those prayers Mm. but we also rely on the god who hears the prayers i mean i i Earlier this week, I, I led a live Bible study for my students, and I shared. I just shared some scriptures. I was like, "Y'all, like, I don't have any <laughs> super, you know, wrapped tight with a pretty bow Bible study. I just want to share some scriptures that when you start to feel anxious or afraid or frustrated or whatever, just call these scriptures out over yourselves." And all the scriptures had to do. Psalm 121, Psalm um, 91, um, yes. and John 14, 1, mm-hmm. and then Second Chronicles 7, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you get humble themselves, right? But yeah. all of the, the Psalms talk about God being our refuge and our strength. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about God being um, the one who surrounds us and sends his angels to keep to guard our lives and keep us in all our ways. And then over in John 14, verse one, Jesus tells his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm. Believe you believe in God. Believe also in me. Right. And, you know, this is to me. I mean, I was talking to my best friend today and I was like, I don't know like how people who don't believe in somebody are getting through this. <laughs> like, I know for a fact this, the, the Rona is, they're talking about it's in the air. They're talking about it lives on surfaces for up to three to five hours. They're talking about, you know, the thing is invisible and living and breathing like if God is not covering each and every one of us, how are we getting through this? I mean, I, I, I truly, truly believe like God is, first of all, God is so real, but there are, there are moments in time like this one where I think that what God is saying is don't forget that there's a God. Mm. And I'm ordering all of creation and all of time and every natural element is in my hands, including you. Mm -hmm. And so as, as Esther's called her people to pray, what I believe happened is those people summoned the power and the protection of God. Yes. And I'm not one of these faith leaders that's out here talking about keep going on as business as usual. Don't you don't have to listen to all that because you're covered by the blood. I actually think that those faith leaders are horribly stewarding their call. Mm. 
in this particular moment. But what I am saying is that in addition to all of the other implications of this period, there are some real spiritual implications being made here and our attention is being called back to God and back to prayer. Yes, 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 yes. We are dealing with the fragility of our of, of human life. Yes. We are dealing with the fragility uh, and the limitedness of our control over our lives. And you mm-hmm. have to we have to understand that for whatever uh, illusion of control we were under before this, <laughs> we are being it is being revealed that our life and our times are in God's hands and every moment that God gives to us is out of grace and mercy and we're here because we're covered. And yeah. We're, yeah. And, and for mm. such a time as this. Mm, 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 mm. For such a time as this. My God, my God. Yes. What a word. We are being called back to the place of prayer and consecration and just really humbling ourselves before God. You know, the other day I was talking to my sister and I was just uh, giving a testimony, testimony upon testimony in the last few days and weeks of just how I've seen God's hand in my life and in so many ways. And I just started to cry with gratitude, you know, and just because I have a very clear sense of if it had not been for the Lord on my side, like I have a very clear sense of it. I am not under any illusion whatsoever. And that's one of the things that can happen with the stripping, right? So I feel like in the last few years, I've had a measure of stripping in my life that has removed any illusion of of self and pride and all of that and i know okay lord holy spirit it's you and me and i thank you and one of the things that it has done for me because someone had sent something to me because i haven't really been talking about the coronavirus as much per se right mm-hmm. i'm really like every day when i get up i have some, certain things that i do i say thank you i do my gratitude i do my praise and worship i pray and i look at my calendar to say okay what do i have on my agenda today and i really just go to work yep and i was saying to her that it's not that i'm not aware i'm very aware and i'm doing everything i'm supposed to do but I am not led by fear in this season. Yeah. I am led very much by faith. And I actually believe that what looks like, I, I really do believe the, the scripture and my mindset has been this way for years now. All things work together for my good. Now I know that it's hard, right? Yeah. People that have had loss. But at the end of the day, we that are living have the opportunity to then say, okay, if this is working for my good, how is it going to work? Yeah, and and frame our minds. And there's something interesting that this the other revelation that came up because I didn't know you were going to talk about Esther, right? And and I've not thought about this before <laughs> again until you were preaching about it. That the at the end of the story, and, and correct me if I'm mistaken. So it starts out that the Israelites are under the threat of genocide, yes. but by the end of the story, they prosper. That's right. And the person who who initiated the threat is... Destroyed. That's right. 
So it's so interesting that it looked bleak at the beginning. They were at the, under the threat of genocide, much like some of us feel like we are right now. Yeah. If you listen to the reports, they're reporting all kinds of things and saying all kinds of things. And some people are so concerned and fearful based on that report. But I'm thinking in terms of whose report am I going to believe? I'm not looking necessarily just to you know the news organizations. I'm looking to the hills, right? And I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that it's been done before where there was a threat of genocide and at the end of the day the people prospered yeah 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 Yeah. and i'm keying into the prosperity i'm keying Mm -hmm. into that we're going to come through this and at the end of the day those people who step up and rise for such a time as this as you have preached those people who step up and answer the call to leadership those people who step up courageously and confidently and show up in their communities their lives will forever be changed because they answered the call for such a time as this. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate what you're saying because we all have to, and this is going to be on the next, the um, first episode in the um, episodes of Modern Faith about this. We really need to walk the line of being informed and becoming intoxicated with the mm. news. Um, and I think part of the practice needs to be, I'm going to get my information for the day. I'm going to find out, you know, what are the updates from the CDC? What are, what's happening in my community? And I'm going to let that be it for today. Mm. Mm. I mean, everyone has a different threshold for how much news they can take in, but we all need to attune to ourselves. And when, when, when it becomes too much to take it in, Turn it off. Turn the TV off. Yes. I mean, right now, I just, I think that there's so much of it that is designed to, um, to inflict that fear and to, and to make that anxiety skyrocket. And only we on an individual and maybe even a familial basis, like you just decide in our home, we, we cut it off at this point. But we have to make that decision of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into intoxication. I'm taking too much in. And it's, right. affecting, and it's affecting me, right? Same way if you become intoxicated, you know, drinking liquor, right? It, it begins mm-hmm. to change the way you move. It begins to change, mm-hmm. it change the way you think. You know, you mm-hmm. can look by yourself, right? And so you, the same thing happens with the news cycles. That's right. It, change the way you move through the world and you know god has not given us a spirit of fear you said this earlier but of love power and a sound mind and sound mind means i'm going to take in the information and make a wise prudent and smart decision i'm gonna i'm gonna carry my hand sanitizer you better believe it and my disinfecting wipes i might even wear my gloves and my mask that's right (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to sneeze into my elbow trust me uh-huh. I'm social distancing I'm doing all of it yes. but at the same time I'm not going to listen to this news that's right and and cause it to take me outside of myself and certainly not outside of my faith mm. Mm. so important I love that I've never heard it quite put that way but that is such a powerful visual of being intoxicated mm-hmm. and being overtaken so you're no longer in control this fear now is in control 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Such a great visual, guys. And, you know, it's you're 100% right. I do believe, and I've had this conversation with multiple people, including healthcare professionals now, and they have actually uh, brought up the conversation so it's out there in, you know, in people's awareness that, that at the end of all of this, there will be such an anxiety level. There will be such, you know, there, we're talking, people are talking about increases in suicides and increases in, in these yeah. mental illnesses because, yeah. you know, the new cycle, you're, you're a product to them. Absolutely. You have to be mindful that you're a product and you're disposable. So you have to guard your heart with all diligence because from it flow all the issues of life. So guard what comes into it. Guard what comes into it. You have to. I mean, and it's spiritual warfare. If you decide in this season, I need to take in more, more gospel or spiritual music. I need to be listening to affirmations. I need to be reading my word or reading, you know, some fiction to get my mind off of it. You, you got to do what you got to do. You really, that's do. right. You that's really right. got to do. You got to practice that self-care and prioritize your spiritual wellness. Amen to that. So we could talk forever. Clearly. And ever. <laughs> and once, once the Rona has gone from whence he or she came. Uh, I look forward to us connecting in person and uh, catching up again, like we have done in the past. But I want to say thank you very much for coming on and sharing such a powerful word, a powerful call to action, and a powerful word of peace in the season and empowerment. I told you all that she was fire, right? The fire that... (laughs) cleanses but the fire that refines and purifies and i'm so grateful for you and for all of you that are willing to stand up and be on the front line spiritually physically you know emotionally we appreciate you we value you thank you so much for your work it is so critical i'm going to be looking out for that podcast uh on how to survive (laughs) the three-parter and so with that though Let's, I'd like to shift it to something that might seem a little bit more relaxed, right? So I always ask these two questions of everyone that comes on. What makes you iconic? Mm -hmm. And then name one iconic person that you admire and why. What makes me iconic? Um... I should have this answer off the top of my head. <laughs> no, that's Since okay. I work with you, um, I think what makes me iconic is um, my persistence, mm. my nevertheless attitude and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I might get knocked down. I might need to take a breather, but I'm always going to get back up again. Mm. I'm always going to get back up again by God's strength and help. Um, and an iconic woman. Um, today I'll, I'll call the name of Zora Neale Hurston. Mm. Who um, was a great Amer- African-American writer, playwright, folklorist, anthropologist spiritualist um and an icon 
That's right. <laughs> I'm not surprised. She's a truth teller. She's and a, you're truth- a truth teller. Ashe. Yes. <laughs> so I can see the connection between the both of you. That makes a lot of sense. Reverend Dr. Nichelle Goodry, this has been a pleasure and a treat. Thank you so much for coming on to the Iconic Womanhood podcast. We look forward to listening to you on Modern Faith. How can people find you other than that? Um, on Instagram, um, it's the social media that I'm most active. On. I'm um, at Michelle G. That's N E I C H E L L E G. And Modern Faith is also on Instagram at Modern Faith Pod. And um, modernfaithpodcast.com is the homepage for the, um, for the podcast. So you can find me in those places. Excellent. You guys look her up. As you can see, she is a wealth, a wealth of wisdom and wonder. Thank you, Nichelle. Love you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. If you are listening to this show, it probably means you are ready to move from success into significance. Please visit us at iconicwomanhood.com and get a free gift to help you on your journey.